When I saw the word, I, I wanted to say it out loud. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 133 of Sapnin Podcast with my good-looking self, Sean Smith, and my medium-to-good-looking friend, Morgan Richards. Oh, yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. <laughs> and just oh, no, no, like no, 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 a bag no. of dead letters, this episode has been waiting in the shadows for its time. You're a fucking prick. <laughs> I had to move away from the stuff and I was so annoyed. Um, yes, this week's guest is the Rasmus frontman, Laurie Yolonen. Unbelievable. We had a fantastic, fantastic chat with uh, Finland's premier pop goth and I was very, very, very excited to see him. Yes, well, I'd go as far as saying one of Finland's resident goth royalty and modern inspiration to anybody currently rocking a dark aesthetic. Now, for me, the Rasmus has played a huge part in Europe's alternative scene over the last two decades, and they're back with a heap of new music for us now in 2021. They have spent the best part of the pandemic working on a new record, releasing their latest single, Bones, which is emotionally rich, and we wanted to invite Lowry on to talk about their new era and his legendary career. Now, you've seen the Rasmus grow from a distance, Sean, but they're always a band full of surprises. Correct, yes. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, when we were coming up, they were uh, smashing the charts. Like, yeah, In the Shadows is a tune and will always be a tune. But yeah, I was, um, I was really, really shocked to find out that the Rasmus stands for Rasta Muskrat. Who'd have thought the, ra- the Rasta Muskrat? D- does it? Does it though? No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was fantastic to see uh, Laurie and talk all things Rasmus. And yeah, just to see his face lighting up when we talked about certain things, it was very, very interesting. And um, I tell you what, before we get into this interview, I would like the listeners of this episode to go to our social media, that's on Twitter and Instagram, at Sappeninpod, at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D, and try and guess where Laurie is currently situated. <laughs> I bet nobody, I bet you 
nobody can guess where he currently is residing. I bet. And if you get it right, you're either a massive Rasmus fan, congratulations, or fluky. <laughs> or you've cheated. If you've cheated, oh, come on. I'm going to be furious. But get in touch with us at SapmePod on Twitter and Instagram and let us know where you think he's from. Yes, please. Or where he currently is, not where he's from. Right. We know where he's from, Finland. <laughs> We've said. We've both said it twice. But where is he currently? Yes. Clue is, he's not in Finland. No, and it surprised us a lot and you're going to hear that in just a little bit. But we're also going to get some good gossip and insight into everything we can expect from the new era and album coming out in 2020. 22, lending a helping hand to countless other bands, including Blind Channel, who recently impressed during the Eurovision Song Contest, getting advice and doing eyeliner with Alice Cooper, and a bunch of unique songwriting and recording methods that if I told you about them right now, you'd call me a liar. Yes. What a fantastic chap. Metallica. Supporting Metallica. Yeah. Anyway, I've said too much. Um... <laughs> Like I said, we've got social media at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Please get in touch. If you've listened to three or more episodes of Sapling Podcast, legally, you now owe us. So you have to become a part of patreon.com forward slash Sapling, where for your dedication and subscription, you can get a whole series of different treats back from myself and Morgan. Because... At the end of the day, it's just me and Morgan who are doing this podcast. There's no team, there's no background, there's no editors, there's no producers. It's just me and Morgs. So, um, yes, please check out Sapling uh, Pod. Uh, ah, fuck! Ah! Please check out <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Sapling. Leave that bit then. <laughs> of course. Because I literally I, I had a massive brain fart there. <laughs> but yeah, please check it out. All the money goes back into keeping this podcast going and keeping us alive. And we are currently on the search for more new gear to upgrade because this stuff is slowing down to a halt. <laughs> we have been doing this for over two years now and we could do with an upgrade but yes please visit patreon.com forward slash sapnin as Sean said there's loads of extra goodies over there there's bonus podcasts playlists you get announcements from everything to do with sapnin exclusively first even before we're allowed to tell you which we did this week and you get to be part of a wonderful community I don't think people realise it's a binding contract to become a patron if you have clicked play on more than four episodes so we need to make that apparent that it's a binding contract and that we can sue everyone who hasn't done that so far yeah i don't want to worry anyone but mm. we do get the exact statistics of every listener yeah. sent to our email so if you've listened to four or more episodes we know well we've got your um we've got your ah uh, fuck it, what's it called We've got that's it. Yeah, I should. I've just read that. I've just read that in our um, in our accounts. Be IP address of everybody who's ever listened. So unless you're using a VPN, do not use a VPN because that's cheating, and we'll never find out who you are or where you live. But if I find out you've got four or more, there's a solicitor's letter coming straight from Sapling Podcast straight to you. So Uh-oh. save yourself, save yourself, loads of lawyers and solicitors fees right now by going to. I forgot what patreon.com I've done <laughs> it again patreon.com I fucking tell it, I'm on a stroke I reckon um, patreon.com forward slash happening and just join at any tier preferably the highest tier which is £15,000 a month and me and Morgan get to come live with you Whee! but if not 
Go for the minimum tier and that'll save yourself some lawyer's fees. Yes, yes, it will. So before you have any more brain farts, Sean, and I'm starting to get worried about you, let's go into this wonderful conversation uh, with Lowry from the Rasmus. Why do people listen to your podcast? Oh, I think it's because I threaten them with suing them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, thanks again to Lowry. This was fucking brilliant. Uh, Sapnin! Sapnin! And they're never going to guess where he fucking is, because I couldn't believe it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Sapnin! 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 Yes! 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 <laughs> I wasn't sure whether he was going to do it, but he has done it. This week's guest is the awesome singer, songwriter, and all-round uh, lovely, lovely human, Lori from The Rasmus. How are you? Good, good, good. I got to tell you something. I live in Hawaii the last what? two years, and mm. what they say there, they say, how's it? How's it? So... Now you gotta try that. Yeah, oh. that's awesome. <laughs> oh but, wow, yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, I don't think I had no idea. How's uh, how's the move to Hawaii been? Ah, uh, it's been good. I mean, it's very different from Finland, where I'm from, and where I'm actually right now. It's um, everything's different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to start, but uh, it's been really fun to live there. I actually, I've lived in the U.S. the last seven years. So I lived in California before, and so I just went to visit Hawaii one time, and I was like, hey, I could live here, and then I just moved there. And um, awesome. now it's been two years. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, that's but, amazing. But the thing is that it's so far from anything, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, it takes like 30 hours to get to Europe. <laughs> that's Eesh. bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad place to get stuck during the COVID times, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah. I bet, yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Oh, Not no, all. I'm, yeah, I'm trapped near a beach and the sun constantly. This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather be in Europe when it's freezing at the moment. <laughs> oh. But how how has this last year been for you with everything going on in the world? I mean, obviously, Hawaii's got to have made things a little bit easier. But how have you been just day-to-day life and everything with the family? Yeah, well, it's been tough, of course. Hawaii was kind of easy to isolate, you know, because it's an island in the middle of nowhere. And uh, they could control it pretty well. So it was pretty much open and safe. I was able to you know, kind of do the stuff I do. But uh, I wasn't able to see my bandmates for fucking 14 months. No. <laughs> that was bad. You know, we were just going to start recording the album uh, when we had our last show in Mexico City last year in March. And then when the COVID really hit uh, and everything was canceled, we had already booked the studio. We were actually going to record in uh eastbourne in england oh wow yeah we had a studio booked everything for may and june and like big sessions coming up and like massive nice plans like a good old studio album you know hanging out with the guys living there at the studio facilities and everything and then all of a sudden everything was taken away from us it was so annoying like I was really like, oh, how, do, how the hell are we going to do this now? And then we, we had already written some songs and we thought like, okay, let's try to record it like remotely from different parts of the world. And I was stuck in Hawaii and the bass player, he lives in Australia, drummer and guitarist in Finland. The producer was in England. <laughs> so it's like, working from different continents, you know, and different countries. So to begin with, it was really hard. I, I hated, hated the, the fact that we need to, you know, do these like Zoom meetings, whatever, like see the guys on the screen and wait for your turn to speak. And like, ah, oh, it's so frustrating. And when you try to write a future classic like this, you know, it's not going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> Who was producing it? Who was producing the album? Yeah, it's his uh, uh, John Schumann. He's uh, actually a Danish guy. He's the producer. He lives in England for many years now. He's uh, produced some of the bands we like, Swedish bands, Kent, and then a Danish band called Car Park North. I don't know if you know them, but some cool sound. And he's also he's a Scandinavian, so kind of has like similar mindset as we Finns have, you know, and uh, it was a fun and talented guy to work with. So, yeah, I was going to say, how did you all, um, how did you find recording remotely? Was it, um, was it tough in the beginning and then eased out or? Yeah, first, you know, so we all had to record our own parts and uh, I'm not like an engineer, you know, type of guy. (laughs) So I was like, Okay, I need the microphone and I need this and that. And, but actually, nowadays, you don't need much. So I, I just had my laptop, some software, good microphone, and then I could do it. I, I could do my parts in different places. Like I, I drove my car up on the mountains one day 
and I just put my microphone there and like I sang some parts there. I recorded a lot of parts in my car because wow. the acoustics are very good in the car, inside the car, you know, it's very <laughs> yeah. like dry, good sound. And uh, <laughs> also at the parking lot, you know, I was just screaming my head off and like people are just watching, what the <laughs> fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I rigged the microphone on a, what do you call that? The shade, you know, what? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, shade, yeah, yeah. So I put it up there and I, I took my seat back and I was just like, ah, screaming <laughs> in my car and all sweaty and like, <laughs> it was like 35 degrees outside you know I was like yeah i can just imagine people walking past going oh he's very angry in his car <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the road rage you know yeah, <laughs> yeah people looking in and going where is that lorry from the rasmus has he got a parking ticket how angry is he look how angry he is wow i can't believe he got a parking t- and he's in hawaii what's going on here <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah that situation is like <laughs> nobody would ever have expected it. Like imagine being in Hawaii and like, to me, I didn't know you lived in Hawaii, right? So to me, the last place I would have expected you to be yeah. is probably Hawaii, maybe the moon or Mars, right? <laughs> so like, imagine, yeah, if you're just in a car park, you're like, there's somebody shouting in the car. Ah, what is, how is this up? Like that would have been such a mad image to have seen, yeah. but... That's amazing, and yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm so glad that you've yeah managed to record like yeah. that as well. Nice because... thing, nice thing about Hawaii is that you know all they care about is surfing and ukulele, so yeah. <laughs> they don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> At least to get some kind of peace and quiet with everything. But I mean, doing this podcast, we've heard a lot of different ways bands have made records in the pandemic. But that really has an international feel to it. The fact that every member of the band is on a different continent to each other and trying to work things out with timing and stuff. I mean, that must be the most unique method you've ever made music. Yes, it was different in all the ways. And uh, at first I was uh, like thinking like, okay, this is not going to work out. This is, you know, we're not having that immediate response and that spontaneous thing that happens you know when you are in the room together with people and usually the best ideas they they don't really come in the studio you know they're after you know when we go out for drinks and whatever we do like then it's like okay let's do this tomorrow and i believe in that so i was like frustrated when all of a sudden we didn't have that but then i think like okay we got to do something and instead of like not knowing if this is going to last for two or five years, you know, let's just try work this out. And, and then I kind of started thinking like, okay, maybe this is a source for inspiration because we are separated from each other in this weird situation. The world is a scary place all of a sudden and everything goes like to hell. So it was like for our type of music it really added uh, an extra layer of melancholy and and i could get inspired by that after a while i sort of started to enjoy it because i i was able to really spend time on my parts you know recording wherever like in my bedroom or outside on the beach on the mountain you know i could just find these amazing locations once i actually even had this private movie theater for myself what? <laughs> and I, I could put the microphone in the middle and I was standing there like, oh, you oh. know, singing like, 
What an image. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd love that. It was cool. So I could really like um, do this in another way because usually what happens is when you have the studio booked, the first couple of days you just drink coffee and you tune the drums and do all that fucking stupid stuff. <laughs> and then when it's time for the singer to come, there's no time left. It's like, oh, we have three days. You got to sing all these 10 songs now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No breaks. You're in a nine. You're not leaving. You've got to sing constantly now for 72 hours. Yeah. I know the feeling. You know, especially singing is like some days are better than others. And some days you have the feeling and some not, you know. And I could, so I would have all that time, like, think, okay, today I feel great. You know, I'm going to sing this song and, I'm going to work on that part. And, you know, like I actually enjoyed it a lot. And then I also had, a, finally I got myself a, like a workspace, this tiny room that I'm renting. It's a, it's a cool place. It's a, in a behind of a, like a, some kind of store. It's like, a, I have to walk in through this, like a empty base basement and we sort of mm. have like some meat hooks hanging there it's like really creepy <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. and my, my yeah. little workspace is at the back and i would go there actually in the middle of the night so i would wake up like 4 30 almost every day and then i would go there when it's still dark and everybody else is sleeping i would really get inspired by that time of the night and uh, I could get to that mood because Hawaii is so sunny and, you know, surfy and different. So I, I would have to create this world of my own to get in this twilight zone and, and do my shit. Nice. <laughs> Did you ever, um, were you ever inspired to put any ukulele on the album? <laughs> were you like, oh, well, we should do an Boys, we should do one like hua uh one lua hawaii song and they yeah. were like no that's, you've been out there too long you've been out there too long <laughs> that's what the guys were saying like <laughs> i can't wait when you pull up the ukulele to i have this idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tiny guitar solo the world's smallest guitar solo yeah but oh, like so good. the furthest i got was uh i i was uh singing some christmas songs with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's incredible to hear though. I mean, especially just with the technology available today that you're able to just record a record that sounds so good like that in different places wherever you are. Like imagine if this happened 15 years ago, it would have been a a real struggle. Oh, ba yeah, bands would have been bands would have been stuck 15 years <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. No laptops, nothing. Yeah, we'd be. Yeah, yeah. There was actually this, um, like a software or a platform where we could just drop the files, and simultaneously everybody would get them. And it was like you just listen, and it was pretty, pretty awesome. So thank God for the modern technology. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah. It does make life a little bit easier, but. Speaking of the new record, obviously, so far you've released the first single in Bones. Um, it's had a great reception so far, your first new track in four years. How are you feeling with the reaction from that so far, knowing that you've still got a lot of this new material left to show everyone? Yeah, we feel great. It's uh, always exciting times to release something new. And, and this, this song was, we picked this song because it was kind of the first one we worked on. Uh, I was like finished. 
And uh, the song is about karma. And there was a lot of time last year to go through my thoughts and like do some self-search searching. And uh, I was really like depressed and like, I think all of us <laughs> were like scared and, you know, so I had time to think about my life and what have I done and what have I left behind and what's ahead of me and all these thoughts though. So this was kind of a good opening track for the album. It sort of represents the album. Well, in one way, not this, of course, different things coming up. <laughs> the next, next song is going to be quite different from this, but uh, yeah, it's a cool song. Nice, nice. So what's the plan with the record now? Is it just going to be releasing loads of singles throughout the rest of 2021 and then the full LP next year? Or is there any special plans you've got surrounding it? Uh, well, it's pretty much like that. We have uh, little surprises coming, but uh, yeah, it's going to go until the next year. And also the tour tour is released some, or some part of the tour has been released now and that's the late 22 so it's like so a long time but for us it's it's um it's been hard to or it's been hard to book the tours because you know a lot of the companies that don't exist anymore we don't know if they exist in six months you know yeah everybody's true. going through hard, hard times and imagine like if you have to do the quarantine of three days between every country you travel, oh, like, wow, yeah. the tours would be like <laughs> three times as long. So, yeah. Yeah you'd, be out for, yeah, you'd be out for weeks at a time. Just, yeah, you'd probably be doing it like a gig twice a week if you could. <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. You'd have to do like a... A Friday and a Wednesday, or like Friday <laughs> and a Saturday every week. Oh my! I never oh, thought about that. That's yeah. awful. I know. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You ruined my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to look a little bit better. I mm. Yeah, it is. I hope. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, but, but speaking of that tour, though, um, I have to say one thing I, I loved about this release is that you put out the dates on a tour poster, but because the tour is named after the new album, which you haven't released yet, you've just put a massive sticker on the tour poster to cover it up. I thought that genius. was a, such a nice touch. Yeah, it's yeah. genius. You can only see the the first and the last letter, which <laughs> yeah. are N, both of them, and N, and the other fans are guessing like what what is this now and then like somebody said like this is i hope it's not never again <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine yeah imagine yeah you just put it out yeah. ah, ah, never again nothing nothing <laughs> that's Wait, it does nothing fit no yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome though Oh, yeah. I just like the idea of all your fans just like sitting down working out words and phrases that end with a end and start with an end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. You're gonna have me doing it now all day. That's all I'm gonna have to end up doing now. Yeah. Yeah, but when you think about it as well, I mean, this next record is going to be the Rasmus 10th in your back catalogue. And obviously the band has come such a long way since you started at a very young age. Is it quite weird just looking back now and thinking how much you've come and how far you've been able to build the band in that time and be on the 10th record? Yeah, also last year, 
I was going through the history of the band a lot. And also with the guys, like talking about stuff and going through the memories. And, and that kind of helped a little bit to... It's like a therapy ses session or something, you know, to realize that, wow, we've done so many great things and here we are still and, you know, like try to get some energy out of that. And it's pretty unique life we've lived. Started as, off as a, like a school band from on the eighth grade. In 94, we played the first gig in a Christmas party at the school. And ever since... Like, that's all I've done. And, um, yeah, it's been too, also hard work, you know, and some, like, pretty hardcore decisions. Like, I quit my school when I was 17. And, like, you know, I took my chances, and I, I, I think we got pretty far. And I think it's, it's also a nice example for a lot of kids or anyone who plays in a band because like the usual is like, Hey, why did you get a real job? And <laughs> you know, that attitude, but, um, as an example, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm proud of that. You know? Oh, you definitely should be. Yeah. yeah I'd, for sure. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I said, like I used to be in a band that did, um, did okay in the UK and, we kind of never thought, well, I never thought it would end, to be honest. Like, I thought it was, you know, I was, it was going to go forever. I'd be an old man <laughs> singing these yeah. crazy emo songs. And then, um, yeah, and then it just kind of fizzled out, I guess. And, yeah, it's just amazing to see it. Like, any band with longevity, I've got massive respect for, because I know how hard it is to keep that going. Has there, um, has there ever been a moment where you've thought about not doing the band anymore and doing something else and then what what, what do you think you you would do because i know when the end of my band came i was i was completely lost with what to do and that's why we've ended up with this podcast here <laughs> is because i didn't know how, what i could use it as an outlet but yeah has there been any moments for you they they have been uh like the one one big moment was after the third album it was a long time ago already i think 98 or something. And that was when, when the, the third album all of a sudden wasn't like selling as well as the other ones. And uh, our drummer, he quit. He just like, I'm going to Thailand at least six months. So bye. <laughs> he just left. And then our manager, he was like listening to our new songs, the new demos. And he was like, I don't get this. I don't, I don't see anybody listening to this kind of shit. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, you know, like, and then we were out of the record deal after the third album. So everything was like fading. I don't know what happened, but we just like, we kept fighting and, and writing new stuff. And then finally we actually got signed to Sweden. And that was like the new era for us, that a Swedish uh, team, you know, that, playground uh, the record label like a small indie label and that's when we wrote all the big songs and all of a sudden like got the worldwide wide success and before that it was only finland basically we had just like gone once to england play you know and that was like supporting someone and uh in camden town in a place like, like we paid for ourselves you know yeah 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 that's, yeah, that's crazy 
Yeah. You mentioned as well that the band started really early. I mean, you guys were in school, 16 years old, and already you put out a record, it had gone platinum, you'd signed a, a big record label in Finland. What was those times like? Because that's such a young age. You still don't really have been able to discover yourself yet, but yet everything is blowing up instantly. Was it just a lot to deal with straight away? Yeah, I guess, like, for any any young young person getting like famous and all of a sudden like nobody was interested <laughs> of your your stuff before and all of a sudden everybody hey, want to hang out with you you know and um, yeah I was like I think it was hard to keep your feet on the ground a little bit I think it's also pretty cool like if you're young and you get that chance like you gotta party and like (laughs) I tell you know like Blind Channel the Finnish guys the young guys I talk to them quite often and I was like yeah just enjoy the ride guys but you know still remember that you know keep writing good songs you know if you forget that then that's the end of the career (laughs) you know but yeah very much so but it's (laughs) It's, it was fun times. I think we, we partied like crazy for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I, th- I think a question that we keep bringing up on this podcast is um, with people is, is there a moment that sticks out to you where you were like, oh my God, I can't believe we're doing this or a moment you met like a musical hero or something or um, yeah, is there a moment that sticks out for you? Yeah, I have um, met some of my idols. That That's, you know, something that is pretty amazing. Like we have, um, we played a tour in South Africa with Metallica once. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was like, I couldn't believe it because that was when I started playing guitar, you know, when I was mm. 10 years old. And like in my room playing all these riffs and all of a sudden my like, I'm, I'm hanging out with these guys. And, and then another moment was uh, we did a tour with Alice Cooper himself or herself. Sorry. <laughs> and I was, I was uh, sharing the stage with him. And I had a moment where I was in the same dressing room putting uh, eyeliner next to him. Like wow. fucking <laughs> Alice <laughs> Cooper. Yeah, that's fucking insane. I was like, okay, wow, I made it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I used to have his poster on my wall with the snake, and when I was a kid, you know, he's just there now doing his eyeliner. That's fucking. (laughs) I've gone cold. I've gone cold. I've gone. Oh, what a fucking story! What was it like touring with Alice though? Like, did you get to spend much time with him apart from just (laughs) just putting eyeliner on? Uh, yeah, he was very talkative person he i met him many times in the hotel lobby and like he was telling me like about his life too which i was kind of like you know i don't want to know too much like about golf yeah, you or, don't spoil it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> golf, yeah. <laughs> golf yeah yeah and he told me how many par- pairs of uh jeans he has i'm like <laughs> you don't wear jeans man you only have the snake just yeah, I never, I never thought of Alice Cooper just chilling in jeans before. But there it is. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. But, you know, but I think um, I also learned something from him 
And throughout my whole life, you know, I've, I've been watching his poster and, you know, look at me. Like I have my super, superhero uniform. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you don't have to take things so seriously. I think that makes life more enjoyable. Yeah, I can be also more creative, you know. I think I've always had this like dark side of me and the, the, the bright side of me and like I go back and forth and I, I totally need both, you know, to be myself. Yeah, would you say that's kind of one of the secrets to the band's longevity, that you have those different sides and you've realized now that to not take yourself too seriously and just have fun and appreciate everything? Yeah, I think that's, that's very important because it's not always like winning, you know. We've got so much like crap too, you know, and, and it hurts, especially when I was younger. Now I don't care because I'm like, I'm pretty confident and I, I can look myself from a different perspective and be proud of the stuff I've done. And uh, actually I've been more productive lately than in many years. Like, I don't know, but, but I think it's always important to, to have a little twinkle in the eye. I don't know. No, no, I, I completely agree. Just to go back a sec, how was supporting Metallica though? Cause I'd imagine their <laughs> fans uh, just want to see Metallica. Yeah, that's always the, the worst part, you know, like going on stage before them because it's like a tradition that whatever band there is, they will just like Metallica, Metallica. And like all they want is Metallica. And I've been to Metallica concert in the audience and I've seen this happen to, you know, I think it was Cult played in front of them like long time ago when I was like, 15 years old or something. Since and then, you were you know, in the crowd, and you were in the crowd going, Metallica, <laughs> get these off, get these, I hate support bands. <laughs> I was actually curious to see, because they also had suicidal tendencies. I was a pretty cool band at the time. But um, for some reason in South Africa, it wasn't like that. You know, it's not like England or <laughs> Finland, you know. So people were just like, oh, this is another band. Great. <laughs> so we were not getting too many bottles on stones on stage. Actually, none. So it was really, for us, it was a great chance to play in front of a big audience. And I, it was like three stadiums. Nice. Yeah. Do, you think that's, do you think the South African crowd was more receptive because they don't get as many probably major tours over there as somewhere like... The UK is pretty much spoilt, really. For such a small, for such a small <laughs> island, we get all of the gigs. We get yeah. all of the people. I, I, I think it's a little bit like that. Same thing in Finland. You know, like Finland, we don't get that many great concerts here, but still, people are a little bit spoiled. But like the best reactions we have got is like we've played a lot in Russia. And sometimes we do like six weeks in Russia only. You know, imagine that. Almost every day a concert like throughout the whole country, all the way to Shahalinsk, which is like above Japan. You know, it's like an island. So we played in Siberia and all the small cities, so to speak. And people are so happy that, oh my God, I can't believe you came to our shithole to play and we're so <laughs> yeah. grateful, you know. 
Um, yeah, you don't get yeah in the UK if you're not playing ten minutes from somebody, they will <laughs> complain. What? Thirty minutes away? I'm not travelling. It's it's just fucking insane. People in yeah, yeah. people in the UK are uh, are mental. Um, but one thing I really wanted to talk to you about was Dynasty. I was hoping you could open up a little bit um, about that because reading up on it, and if anyone doesn't know, basically the Rasmus and a few other Finnish bands kind of all got together for a brotherhood and you've all helped each other with music in the past. They have tattoos and it seems to be like a real connection between you all. How did all that start and what was the idea really behind it? Yeah, it's it's been a little while since we had our label Dynasty and we actually had a studio. We built this super cool studio in Helsinki and we had three bands working tightly together, like collaborating and writing. We were producing the, the other bands and they were actually our best friends too. So it was really fun. We We had this studio where we could hang out and you know, drink and, and just make music. But uh, it was really expensive. <laughs> we lost so much money. We built the studio and we thought like, I don't know what we were thinking because it just became only like a place for us to hang out because we, I think we should have, you know, tried to sell it or something, but like <laughs> the costs were like fucking... 10,000 a month just to rent. What? <laughs> <Whoa>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was crazy. That's... So that went on for like a couple of years and then we just like sold the whole thing. But but it was fun. At one point, we actually had um, the Rasmus was number one on the charts in Finland. Then Killer number two and Quan number three. Like all the three. in <laughs> Top three. Nice. That's fucking incredible. So that oh. was pretty pretty awesome moment and i think um that when you when you have this kind of strong chemistry and you know that's when the good things usually uh are born same with any band you know that's when you live the thing the most like when you spend all the time with each other and just like live and breathe the the music that's when the magic happens so those were good times, and this tattoo is uh, a nice memory from those times. Yeah, I, I just wish more bands would get together and kind of work like that. Because, like, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just such a super simple thing to do, and obviously you, know, you all are good friends, and it helps everyone out in the end. So it's a great idea, great idea. Yeah, we actually we have worked a lot with other Finnish bands since we have so many bands coming from Finland. And uh, there are some nice surprises coming, actually, today. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so. Is there, yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about so that I can look up? No, or? I can't. Shit. <laughs> 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 what, what a tease. Oh, oh there's this amazing thing happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't but tell you. Oh, that's sh- what I mean when you, when you, like, work with another band or another artist usually good things happen like because it's exciting but also like you kind of challenge each other a little bit you know and we had a chance to play with other bands on or make this like a double headlining tours like we played uh with him for example many times in europe and all over 
And it was always cool to play with them because we were always the little brother <laughs> and trying to like beat them and play better and louder, you know. And that created some energy in the room. Like I think everybody played better and everybody gave like 110%. And that was just a couple of very quick things before we let you go. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up was that this year is actually the 10th year anniversary of your solo record you released back in 2011. Um, I was just wondering, like, what was your experience doing that? Was it just nice to have a separate outlet at the time to write music that was a little bit different for the Rasmus? And have you ever had any like inklings of maybe doing something like that again? Uh, yeah, yes, I have. Actually, I love to be in a band because it's, again, the chemistry and the, those, you know, ego clashes that create something. Something happens like something unexpected. But I also really enjoy working on my own. And that's why I wanted to do the solo career, solo album back 2010 or whenever it was. Um, and I've actually thought about it a lot because I have, like I said, I've been so productive lately, so I don't even know where to put all the songs and like, not all the ideas are like accepted by all of us, you know, because we try to like, I'm the main songwriter. So I'm always hoping that, oh, I hope you like my songs, you know, but people are different. We all like have our different music uh, tastes in, in some ways. And uh, there's a lot of material. So maybe, you know, in the future, again, we'll see. Nice. Awesome. Nice. And speaking of anniversaries, I know it's a little bit far away, but in 2023, um, it'll be the 20th year anniversary of Dead Letters. Uh, obviously, in 2018, you did a 15th year anniversary tour and fans absolutely loved the experience of going back and reliving those songs. Do you think you'll do anything like that again to You've celebrate? Got to. You've got to. <laughs> to celebrate that that record when life gets a little bit back to normal by then? Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was fun like to bring all that, of course, the music, but also the images from that era and that, those times. And we had those on the screens and like, it was like a time hop, kind of time machine feel to it. And, and we really enjoyed it. It was very successful. And um, definitely up for something like that. Um, in the future yeah it's it's cool i like nice. this kind of concept thinking mm. you know it's it's fun to plan the whole show around some idea not just like play, play random songs you can get so much more emotional with that kind of things yeah and especially now with nostalgia stuff as well because i think a lot yeah, of people yeah. really just True. miss those those times of growing up and finding the bands that they've loved since yeah exactly yeah when you are like you know, 15 to 20 years old or even younger, that's when your heart is so open, like to anything. And like you hear some music and you go so deep in your system. So it never gets out of there. I think, especially when we got our biggest like hits, I think the world was different too. You know, like there was not so much like to offer. There were like less bands and, people would stay maybe a little bit longer listening to an album, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like spending some more time and becoming these hardcore fans that we still have, you know, after 25 years. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, incredible. And with all that, obviously, that you got a new record coming out now in 2022. There'll be loads of singles throughout the year to look forward to. But is there anything else we can expect from yourself or the Rasmus or anything at all coming up? That's pretty much it. I can mention I have this YouTube channel, my own channel, um, uh, where I call it the, the Bedroom Sessions. I do versions of like covers of songs that have been important to me at some point in my life and it's been really fun uh and there's going to be some cool things right there on, on the channel so watch out awesome all oh, right yes oh i'm excited for that well thank you so much for taking yes. the time man this has been uh, such a lovely conversation very much enjoyed there and yeah just thank you for the music and everything over the years thank you guys have a great day Yes! yes fan bloody tastic yes thank you again laurie that was really really good i was kind of nervous beforehand because with the gothics with the gothics i expect them naturally naturally to be more miserable and not want to talk so i was a little bit apprehensive before going into this one but he was lovely and it was lovely to see his face light up when we talked about like people he's supporting metallica like rasmus and metallica together at last in south africa in south africa that's a combination i never imagined would be a possibility yeah i'm so blown away by it i forgot to ask um several questions but Mm. those questions can be asked if we ever get to see them in person so let's hold them back but the questions involve the feathers in his hair because he had the feathers in his hair he kind of mentioned it he mentioned his superhero costume so that's the bit he's referring to the feathers in his hair i um completely blanked at the time i'm very very sorry to anybody who was expecting feather chat (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not the reason if that's not the reason you listen to this podcast is for feather chat or shower (laughs) antics i don't know what it is (laughs) Feather, feather chat but yeah i wanted to ask him several questions like are they the original feathers are they yeah. new feathers? Um, do you dye the feathers? Because they do seem jet black. Or are they specifically magpie or crow feathers? Um, are they now ethically sourced feathers? Because we're living in that age, and we? Where everything's got to be um, nice and well done and done correctly. So, yeah, I'm very, very sorry I missed out the feather chat, everyone. But it, I was too enthralled with the conversation as it is. So um, next time he comes on, next time we speak to him, I promise, I promise you, I promise everyone who's a patron, if you're not a patron, I don't promise you, so check out patreon.com for slash happening. I will ask him questions about the feathers. I promise. Yes, yes. Well, it's, we just had a lovely conversation, as you mentioned, Sean. It was lovely to get him to laugh and open up and just tell some fantastic stories from his back catalogue of a career. Um, but we promise next time we'll do a whole podcast about the feathers and then maybe talk about some other things at the end um but saying all that as well a reminder that there's loads of new music and they'll be coming from the rasmus now over the next year they've got an album scheduled to be released in 2022 and you can purchase tickets for a uk and european tour for next year as well so head over to the website for all the information on that and lowry has actually just done a massive collaboration with blind channel as he talked there the recent finnish act that impressed a lot of people in the eurovision song contest um where he's covered their 
entry track, Dark Side, and has them feature at the end of it. Nice. Well done. So go and check that out on all streaming platforms and his YouTube channel. Um, it's been nice to see how much rock and metal have been getting into things like Eurovision Song Contest, like, you know, Blind Channel and that Manskin are getting a lot of attention. I'd, I'd like to have a chat with uh, with some of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I was very, very upset to find out um, the fellow wasn't doing cocaine in our band live on Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, what he was doing, well, but uh, it sadly wasn't drugs. Like I was, it's about time Eurovision had something rock and roll. It wasn't just you know cheesy and pop. It's about time we had a rock act go on air, do cocaine live on stage, and then smash smash the the, the whole event up. Uh, the blackout tried to enter one year. Uh, that was uh, oh god! Well, I can't imagine the things you would have been caught doing on camera at a Eurovision party. Been licking oh, Bob's head, all sorts have been going on. Graham Norton wouldn't have known what to have said. I'd have been all over <laughs> him like, an, like a horrible rash. <laughs> oh, fuck out. Don't say that. People people would like to see it. But um, yes, thank you again for Laura for coming on. Uh, it was a great conversation and we just had a fantastic time. If you've enjoyed this episode or any of our mad rambles, please let us know on our social media pages at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. At S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Send us a message. Let us know your thoughts. It's just nice to get a notification. And please go and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapling. As that. we've mentioned please. throughout the episode, please. it helps please. us so much continue please. to make these podcasts please. each and every week. There's a wonderful community of people that interact with each other on the daily. You get to meet your best new best friends and just loads of bonus content. And some of that content includes exclusive announcements that we tell you before we're actually allowed to tell anyone. One of them this week that we've since announced on our socials is the fact that we will be attending and we're invited to attend Download Festival Pilot <laughs> next week. The return of live music to the UK. I'm extremely excited about that. I didn't even know they made a plane big enough to fit 10,000 people on. Well, who is the pilot like? Are we the pilots? Do, so is the gig going to happen in the air? Or is it when the plane lands? I don't care what... Where no, are they I doing don't. it? Are they, do they have to do it in the air because they can't do it on land because of the restrictions with the, the virus? Are we going to go into international airspace to go... I just don't care what's going on, but thank you very much to everybody for supporting <laughs> us because you guys... Um, you, yeah, your guy's support has got us this um, this yeah. gig in this aeroplane with all those bands. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see um, Andy Coppin, um, who was on last week's episode. Go back and check that out because he said some fantastic, interesting stories. Um, he made Corey Taylor cry, so I didn't mm. really say much more now. So go check that out. And yeah, I cannot wait to go to this download thing. Oh, fuck, I just realised my passport has run out. Oh, we're definitely not being allowed on the plane without that. But if it just go, if it's just in the UK, up like above the UK, it should be all right. <laughs> Depends how far we go, I suppose. <laughs> we, we're not oh, going to leave in Earth, are we? It's not called download <laughs> space. Unless Tom hey. DeLong comes to steal us all and there's some part oh. of the master plan. Oh, here we are. I've cracked the code. Here we boys. fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> download space. 
Oh, here we go. Who's going to be? It's got to be Blink. Blink got to be the first band in space, surely. Yeah, um, you, sh- you think. You think. But yes, we're excited to be attending. We're going to be getting loads of exclusive content for the podcast, for our Patreon, and for our social media. So please make sure to keep an eye on everything with it. If you're going, let us know. Come and say, hey, it's just going to be nice to talk to people, watch some live music, and bask in an actual festival um, again. And speaking of announcements, we actually have a uh, one coming. Oh, fuck, am I? <laughs> oh, I oh, no. Oh, sorry, but sorry. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Perhaps it's locked oh. down. Wait, never mind. Carry on, carry on. Sorry, oh, <laughs> that's a fucking cheap shot. <laughs> Jesus. Who am I? I'm looking fatter than I'd ever locked down. What are you about, man? Like, that was a joke. It was a joke. I'm oh. fatter than oh, I'd so ever You're telling been. me now I've got a week to lose weight for download pilot so people don't think I'm fucking out. Morgan's fucking at some fucking eclairs. Like, I can tell you that. Every time I've looked down lately, I've I've been very very sad. So don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what I was getting at is I haven't even told you this, but we do have an announcement to make next week that is going to be <laughs> exciting as well. Have I been fired? If I've been fired, I'm going to be fucking tamping my names on this. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be we'll be letting everyone know on the Patreon exclusively before that. So go and sign up to patreon.com forward slash oh, sapnin. Do I have to? <laughs> You're not getting fired, Sean. But um, do I find it? Well, tell me after this then, because I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking worried now. I, if I go to the fucking Patreon, there's something bad. Like, oh, Morgan and Corey Taylor have started a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking tamping. Patreon.com for us sapnin to find out that exclusive news first. And while we're talking about our wonderful Patreon community, if you go to the description of this episode, there's yes. loads of names in there we need to thank. We love every single person that's part of it. It helps us. You wouldn't believe how much. But as we do at the end of every episode, Sean is going to give a mahoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin podcast Patreon community. And let's see if they've changed any of their names this week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You've got to stop doing that, I think. Now, I know. It's just habit, I reckon. They've just fucking run out of it. Uh, thank you very much to these people and to everybody who's ever been part of the Patreon. If you're thinking about it, please, please join this. This might be the last week because we're going on our plane next week and we might all fucking die. So um, thank you very much. 
special fucking thanks to all of these people. I genuinely, genuinely love you as friends and buddies now because we've all bonded and all become friends in the group. Thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Mikey McDonald McMuffins, Bunsy. you got to change our Mikey. Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young, Dilly Grimwood, Nathan Croshaw, Scroo- Scooby Drew Styles, Kelly Owen, Paul Hirschfield, Liam Connolly, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Amadine Urbano, Shani Meyer, Boxer Anderson, Tony Michael, Justin Dunn, Murray Grimwood, Amy Campion, Jenny Robinson, Johnny Phillips. I can carry boxes and stuff if you need help for download. Dan Gies, <laughs> Caroline Robinson, <laughs> Katrina Robinson. Oh, I wonder if they belong in. I never noticed that till now. Skate, Kate Steven, Skate, Skate Stevenson. That's, I've changed the name. Skate Stevenson. Jenny, Sexy Boy Munster, Lucy Diaz, Danny Eaton, Emily Senegos, Martina McManus, Becky Handy, John and Emma, Jason Heredia, Louis Cook, Sharif Awadali, Marcy Jacobson, Carl Pendlebury, Kelly Cannon, Kevin Clark, Livy Cropper, James McNaught, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Craig, I'm back at work, Tim Martin, Take My Soul Again, Harris. Craig, I'm very sorry you work for that fucking shithead of a man. Good luck with it. Thank you very much. Chris Howard, Ollie, someone cover my shift so I can go to download Amesbury. Josh, what goes, ooh, a cow with no lips, that's for you, Sean Boy Crisp. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you, Josh. Uh, Thank you very much to Alice Wood, Adam King of the Goths, Parslow, um, who sent me some of his new songs by his band, The Nightmares, and they are very, very good. Thank you very much, Simon Amos, Reese Bowring, and last but no means least, Connor Lewins. Thank you very, very much for being part of this patreon we appreciate every fucking single one of you more than you know if you're thinking about becoming a part of the patreon please 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 do because we um are trying to upgrade some equipment so this sounds better and works better yes yes we are we know we could do with some better equipment but thank you so much to everyone involved with the patreon for keeping us going you are literally our favorite people on the planet and space and space um, and space thank yeah. you again for everyone for listening thank you for lowry for the chat and another great episode if you ask me of sapping podcast we'll be back next friday and every friday with a very special guest and if you're driving to an event of some sort next week you're going to enjoy our conversation yes i hope so um Spoiler alert, it might be too Welsh for everyone, but all you have to do is slow it down to half the speed and maybe you'll be able to pick the words out. So, (laughs) good luck, everyone. Um, And yeah, just to say, when we started this podcast, I never thought that I'd ever be speaking to, like, Laurie from the Rasmus or anything like that. Like, Mm. I thought it was just going to be our close friends who were in bands and that would be it. So, yeah, this was was an honour to get to do. Um, It was a super interesting chat. And I think that's... What I've what I've learned from speaking to people about the podcast is a lot of people don't even know most of the bands are, but they listen and they love the stories. And I genuinely believe that this episode is one of those where it's very, very interesting, whether you've ever been a fan or not. And you should have been a fan because they've had some bangers. So, um, yeah, thanks again to everyone. Thanks to you, Mog. Thanks to the Patreon people. Thanks to my parents. Um Thanks to the aliens who are coming down later this year, I'd imagine. And that's it. <laughs> Tidy. Satney! Satney! <laughs> <laughs>
You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>